0: Everybody what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board presented by BetMGM. It is Tuesday, March 22nd. Michael Beller here with you for Best on the Boards first ever hockey episode. That's right. We are we are breaking this out to Every sport, we're going to be bringing you every sport all year long here on Best on the Board. We are getting on the NHL train right here on this episode. We're going to be doing as many of these as we possibly can through the end of the regular season, into and through the playoffs. So hopefully hockey fans, we're helping you out here on Best on the Board for the remainder of the season. To talk hockey with me, we've got two of our great NHL reporters at The Athletic. First, Kevin Kurz. Kevin covers the Islanders for us. Kevin, what's going on? Not much. How you doing, Michael? I am doing great. Thanks so much for bringing your expertise to Best on the Board. This is going to be a whole lot of fun here. Also with us, Dom Lucician. Dom is a national NHL reporter. Dom, what's going on, man? Thanks for being with us on Best on the Board.
1: Yeah, no problem. I'm excited to get this show rolling. Yeah,
0: this is, uh, is going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, we've been doing I mean, football, into basketball, both NBA and college. We've got uh, our first 2022 MLB episode coming up later this week, where we're going to be talking baseball, win total over unders. So really rounding out the coverage, and you guys are key to that here for our hockey efforts. Like every other sport, we pick our best plays on the board for the day. It is a busy day in the NHL, so let's get right to it, and let's start with Seattle and Arizona. Seattle plus 100 on the money line in this game. On the flip side, you've got Arizona sitting at minus 120 on Bet MGM. Dom, how do you look at this matchup between these two teams?
1: Uh, well, as with any bet on Seattle, which is where I'm leaning, uh, I start with hating myself and then <laughs> placing the bet and praying that this time is the one time they actually come through. Uh, the Kraken have... Burn me a lot, but I think the coyotes are getting a bit too much credit on the market based on how hot they've been in March. And I mean, they're still the coyotes. And I, I like the Kraken to finally do something here. Finally.
2: I, I you know what, I'm, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Arizona on this one, and, and and you know they I understand that they've maybe scored a little bit more than they should be lately when you get nine goals in one game and eight goals in another. Just a they little ha- bit, yeah, yeah. They have lost two in a row though, and mm-hmm. you know you look at the trade deadline and they kept Jeff Chickren, they kept Phil Kessel. Uh, who's even going to play for Seattle tonight?
1: <laughs> Your <laughs> guess is as good as mine. I, I know Eunice Donskoy is supposed to be back, so that is a bit of a boost in the yeah. sense that he is an NHL-caliber player. I don't know how many goals he has this year. I remember for a long time it was a hot zero. It was zero
2: for a long time, yeah. I think they should be
1: strong enough to beat Arizona, especially with Arizona trading away arguably their better goalie in Scott Wedgewood. I think he had better numbers than Karel Vizmalka. This year, I don't know. It's a it's a classic match between two terrible hockey teams after deadline. So who knows what is actually going to happen? But I I definitely want the Kraken because they they should be better than the record. They mm-hmm. are terrible, but maybe not this terrible.
2: It's pretty much the only reason to watch that game is if you you're betting on it.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> even, honestly, even I think even betting on it won't get me to tune in to that one. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, that's our first disagreement. I'm, t- I'm going with Seattle. I'm going with Arizona.
0: It's a good reason to stay up late, right? It's a 10:05 <laughs> Eastern Time start uh, between these two bad teams. So uh, give you something to uh, to keep you awake and watching with uh, these teams. Well, going you, have, at you have to it. give
2: it to Seattle. They're the first ever team, probably in sports history, to start from scratch twice in less than 12 months. Hey. <laughs>
0: Feather in their cap. Absolutely. A feather in one of their uh, tentacles for for the crack in there. Uh, Let's talk Dallas and Edmonton. Uh, You guys, this is uh, another game that we've got going on tonight. Edmonton's plus 110. Dallas. Plus 135 in this game. Kevin, why do you take this one first? How are you looking at this matchup?
2: Yeah, I saw Dallas play a couple games ago. And, you know, I know they're hot and cold. They're a borderline team. But what, what's the one word everyone mentions this time of year? It's desperation. And they need these points bad. And I'm sure they're aware that Vegas lost last night to Minnesota. They're coming off a win against Washington. Uh, so so I like I do like Dallas tonight. And the Oilers are going to be on the second of a back-to-back with travel. Uh, I would imagine it's Miko Koskinen in the net. He's won four in a row. He's still, I think, not that great of a goaltender. Uh, I would I would guess his time is uh, – I think he's due for a loss here. Um, but, again, I just like I, – I like Dallas to, to, to start winning some games down the stretch just because I like the guys in their room. I like guys like Joe Pavelski. I think they have um, the kind of leadership that's going to rally a team for a game like tonight. And, and, again, coming off that game against Washington, they need the points more than Edmonton does Edmonton I know they're still fighting for a playoff spot but they've been a little too hot for my liking lately and 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 I think they're due for a loss so I'm gonna go with the Stars
1: the the Stars are a frustrating team because of that hot and cold element you talk about they either win five in a row or lose five in a row and it seems like there's almost no in between you just got to hope you're along for the good part of the ride Uh, Edmonton did play last night, but Dallas, I believe, is in on their third and fourth night, so it's a a similar rest factor. Maybe not similar because Edmonton is traveling, but I I like the Oilers earlier in the day, but the line has shifted to the point where I don't really... I think it's fair value as it's currently priced uh, at MGM at uh, plus 110 for the Oilers. That's Mm -hmm. around the ballpark I'm at. For me, what I, I don't love about this matchup is the Dallas Stars are the true representation of a one-line team. They have Robertson, Pavelski, Hints, and then they have some good names in Sagan, Ben, Radulov. But those guys have done very little relative to what they should be. And with Edmonton, they have McDavid on one line and, McDa- and Dreisaitl on another. And I think having that one-two punch is going to be tough for the Stars to handle.
0: All right, guys, next game that I want to bring up for our discussion here is Philly and Detroit. This one has a Philly line of plus 115. Detroit sitting at minus 140. Kevin, this is one you wanted to talk about, so let's hear uh, what you're thinking for this game.
2: Yeah, and and I like the Flyers in this one. Uh, They're right now at plus 115. Um, Detroit's struggling. They've won just one of their last eight, and... They've also been on the road, and that's another thing I think that leans in Philly's favor here is that first home game after a a long road trip can be a tough one. Uh, That's something you hear a lot of players and coaches talk about pretty often. And I I saw the Flyers on Sunday, and I like how they played against the Islanders, and obviously they have no Claude Giroux there anymore, but they did get Kevin Hayes back in the lineup, and, and Kevin Hayes scored a couple goals, and... Uh, you know, he's a guy that I think is sort of a, an inspirational, emotional leader for that team. And, uh, you know, he's not going to be Claude Giroux. He's not going to replace what Claude Giroux brings. But I think him getting back there and, and he was out for a little while, him maybe uh, ramping up his game, getting more healthy, uh, getting his legs back and all that. That's going to help. Uh, so... That's why I like the Flyers, uh, you know, and and D- Detroit, you know, they're not really playing for anything right now. And I think, and you look at Philly, when you take a big piece like Giroux out, the rest of the team is probably looking at that as an opportunity to, to step up and say, look, I can at least help replace some of the offense that we're losing with a guy like Giroux. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Flyers started to win a little bit more regularly down the stretch, but... I do like them here in Detroit. They're kicking off a long road trip. Again, they're coming off that pretty solid win. One of their better games of the season, I think, uh, on Sunday against New York. So uh, I'm going to go with the Flyers.
1: Yeah, the Flyers, I agree. I think they're going to win a few more games down the stretch. They are a team that's almost always destined for mediocrity, and they're a little too far away from that right now for my liking. Even without Giroux, they have some players who I think should be playing a lot better. I can see them stepping up down the stretch. With this game, I can definitely see the argument for betting the Flyers because the Red Wings have been playing so poorly, especially their goaltending. I'd be closer to the Flyers if Thomas Grice was starting and probably closer to the Red Wings if Nadelkovic was starting. But at this point, I think the line is pretty priced pretty fairly for my personal taste. Subjectively, betting against the Red Wings sounds like a great idea to me because they have... <laughs> They've looked awful, and I've bet on a few games where I immediately hated that I was on them. They lost 9-2 to Arizona, and I remember being like, I'm on the Red Wings tonight. They can beat Arizona, and that's probably a lesson for me today in betting on the Kraken against Arizona. Arizona's just a wagon. They're unbeatable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I don't like the Red Wings right now. I think they're playing terrible, and as you said, I think the Flyers have a bit more to show right now. But I, I just can't get there at the current price.
2: And I'm making the assumption that it's um, Carter Hart and Net. Yeah, uh, I don't know if we know that yet, but I, because I would have trouble putting money on Martin Jones at any point after covering him for the last three seasons <laughs> in San Jose. <laughs>
1: I've I've done that a a bit too often this year, and when it pays off, it's really exciting because you did not expect it. But there's a lot <laughs> of times where it just it does not pay off.
0: All right, guys, one more game to wrap it up. And fittingly, it's the last game of the day to drop the puck. Nashville and the Kings getting going in L.A. We've got Nashville at plus 105. The Kings minus 125 as the home favorite. Dom, what's your take on this one?
1: I like the Predators, and I like them regardless of who's in net. I think it'll be David Riddick because U.C. sorrow started last night. But if it's U.C. Sorrow somehow in net, then I love the Predators even more, especially as an underdog, I I don't really get the fascination with the Kings. I think they're playing really over their heads right now. They have a strong expected goals rate, which I think colors the market a bit, especially over the last 20 or so games. And if you look at recency, if you look at expected goals, the Kings look like a top team, but they can't score. And I think that is important, especially when you have Victor Arvidsson out of the lineup. You have Drew Doughty still out. I, I'm i not sure where the goals are coming from, and I think they're going to depend on goaltending a bit too much. I'm obviously weary because they are on two days rest and the Predators played last night and are playing with their backup most likely. But I I don't know. There's something about the Kings where I think they're getting a bit overrated by the market right now.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I I like Nashville tonight too. And, you know, Roman Yossi is just on fire right now and he's really worked his way into the Norris trophy conversation as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's kind of been overlooked I think throughout the season because of guys like Kale McCarr. So, um, I, I'm, I'm on board with the Predators, but I, I I have to say I am impressed with the Kings, and, and I did get a look at them a couple a couple weeks ago, and they play fast, uh, mm-hmm. a lot faster than 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 I you know than than appears on TV when you watch them on TV sometimes, um, but but I do like Nashville. I, I do think the Kings are are a little bit, uh, you know, you look at where they are in the standings right now, and should they really be that high? I don't know if they're that good. Uh, but but Nashville's kind of flown under the radar all year, and and yeah, I'm I'm on board with the Predators tonight.
1: Yeah, as long as Roman Yossi's scoring two points per game over his <laughs> last ten games, leading, I think he's tied for the league league in scoring since January first. Someone tweeted at me at yesterday, and if he's doing that, I am a big Predators fan.
2: Yeah, it was something like twenty two points during a nine game point streak or something ridiculous like that.
1: Yeah, and he got two more, so he's up to twenty four and ten now. Yeah, yep.
0: Always fun to bet on a hot player. Our best bets on the board for this 11 game NHL slate on this fine Tuesday. Guys, we did it. We made it through our first NHL episode on Best on the Board. It feels good. Right? Feels good to have you guys here. I'm I'm very excited for this. Thanks guys for uh, for all uh, for all the expertise here today. Thanks Michael. I appreciate
1: it. Yeah, thanks. It did feel good to uh, hey. talk some hockey betting.
0: Uh, let's do it hopefully uh, obviously not all the picks can come through since you guys are on opposite sides <laughs> of a couple of these but hopefully the ones where you're not on the opposite side those come through and then we know one of you is going to win on the uh, the sides where you are opposite so uh, we'll be watching these again 11 game nhl slate our best on the board for the day that is going to do it for this episode of best on the board for dom and kevin i am michael beller thanks so much for listening good luck tonight happy betting and we'll be talking to you soon